Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello! It's us, Donna and Steve. DJ Rock Lobster, too. Clomp, clomp. Clomp, clomp. Clombity, clomp. Uh, on my talk 1071, where talk is fun, you guys. Right? All right, what did you watch? I'm dying. Donna. Ah. Wait, let's start with Quiznos. Oh, okay. yeah, Quiznos. Uh, Sorry, because uh, Quiznos. these Quiznos things, I, Donna's just, she's never been inside of a Quiznos. I, Rocco I, I, brought up the old, like, sorry. weird gerbil or hamster yeah. commercials. So, according to YouTube, they're called sponge monkeys, perhaps. And, yeah, they look like weird. I think, click the link if you want to see what they look like, Donna. They look like weird gerbils with weird googly eyeballs. And then they sing right. uh, really catchy songs that go like this. We love these subs. Ew. We love these subs. They have like Billy Bob teeth. One's wearing like an Abe Lincoln hat. One's wearing a pirate hat. I've never seen this in my life. Isn't that good? They got a pepper bar. Santa Fe That's what they're saying. They got a pepper bar. Okay. Okay. Cool. I think people like me and Steve thought that was really great, and people like you thought. Now I'll never go to Quiznos. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Okay, no, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Get Spicy a Monterey, if you go. All right. So good. I'm pumped about dinner tonight. I don't know what I'm getting, but when the everybody's out of town, I just door dash it. It's exciting. What do you guys normally do for dinner? Just make stuff. Like what? Like it, will your wife say, "Hey, what do you want for dinner?" Um. Yeah, sometimes she'll say that. Will you make other times she'll just yeah pasta sure okay um with a salad. Yep, salads on the side. Okay, yeah, all right. Well, like pork chops and apple sauce. Oh, sweetheart. Um, if that would we've never done pork chops. Those are good with Brussels actually. sprouts. Um, like casserole stuff, roast and vegetables in the slow cooker. All right, all right. Um, just, some Indian dishes. Just checking. Okay, cool. What's your problem? What am I on trial here suddenly? Just, Who am I, Elizabeth I'm, Holmes? I'm just curious to know what you eat, <laughs> like what you make. Do you, do, you know, a, do you know? Do you do an Elizabeth Holmes impression? I'm Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, it's just like my <laughs> Vin Diesel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Elizabeth Holmes, in case you don't know, she's a she's behind Theranos. There's a documentary that I watched last yeah. night on HBO Max. It is called. Uh, She's kind of psycho. Something about blood. So yeah, out for blood in Silicon Valley. The inventor out for blood in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, not not. I, I don't think like innately evil. I think she has had really good things that she wanted to pursue. But she was lying about <laughs> the most important part of the story. Remember, she like went to her professor. like, I have this idea where we could just take a drop of blood and test for everything. Yeah. And the professor's like, No, that's not possible. She's like, No, it is. No, but then other other professors were like, I'll stop being a professor. I want to work for your company. This is so inspirational. She attracted really smart yeah, people. Yeah, you can say things, but you have to follow through. <laughs> on I agree. Them. I'm not saying I'm Team Elizabeth Hall. It's a little surprising that so many smart people who are filthy rich would go, oh, here, 
Here, have all my money. She explained some. She explained enough of it, though. This is sort of the art of the con, right? Yes. She, but again, they they likened her to Thomas Edison, who was like, "Hey, I got a thing. This light bulb situation is going to be a great upgrade." And then it didn't happen for five years. He just kept kicking the can down the road because he was trying to figure out how to actually do what he said he was going to do. Yeah, there are shades of Edison with Elizabeth, but I I'm know, saying, but that doesn't make it. What are you right. going to cancel, Thomason? Tom Tom Edison now? Tommy Tom. He's from New Jersey. Oh, well, that is there's funny. a yeah, place called thing. Edison, New Jersey. Yeah, I went to his like factory or whatever. Did it was you really? Neat. Yeah, I've spent some time in New Jersey. I'll stick them up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last night um, I watched. I watched Gladiator two nights ago. Do you know how long that movie? Well, I'm, I'm sure you do. It's it's two like hours three. and thirty four minutes. Yes, yes. Uh, and Braveheart, the other one that I was considering, is longer. Braveheart is three hours. But this is available on Netflix until December 31st. This won five Oscars in 2001. I had seen it probably 15 years ago. And we play a card game when we go home over Christmas break. So all the kids go to bed, and then all of the my siblings and all of our spouses and everything, and sometimes parents, my parents too. Is it Euchre? No, we'll play a variety of poker card games. Okay. But one of them Euchre. is a seven-card card game. <laughs> I don't even the know Rocco. <laughs> Euchre. One of the games is called Hail Caesar. Are you guys listening? Not really. And then when you get close to winning this, you have two of the three cards that you need. Then that music hits. Hit the music again, Rocco. No, stop hitting They the turn music. the card and then they say, uh-oh, this is close. And then if you win, everybody, if you get the card that you need, everybody has to throw in an extra dollar into the pot. What does this have they to do with the movie? They hail Caesar because... This song is from Gladiator. We play it at the card game. I think about it every Christmas. I always say I got to go watch it. So then I went and I watched it where they say, Hail Caesar, Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix are opposite (laughs) each other. And I must say, this movie is a real, it is legitimately a masterpiece. Uh, It is a cinematic masterpiece. Okay. You need to watch it again okay. when on one of your good mood days. Talk to your doctor. <laughs> let us know when that'll be. And then you'll give it a fair shot. And it is this beautiful story where Russell Crowe is the general. He has been helping Rome to conquer and to defend their empire. And then when Russell Crowe gets turned on by the new emperor, Joaquin Phoenix, who kills his father to become the new That's emperor. Good, yeah. He then casts Russell Crowe out, says go and execute him. Russell Crowe gets away because he is such an accomplished fighter. And then he gets back to his home where he sees his wife and his son have been murdered. You just see their feet hanging in frame. And then he gets picked up. He becomes a gladiator. Mm. On the outskirts of Rome, and then Rome reinstitutes real gladiator fights. Mm. He comes back. At Rome thinks he's dead. Yeah. The emperor, the Caesar, thinks he's dead. Uh-huh. He's not. And then he goes out into the middle of the, the arena and he at the, the Colosseum, and he's wearing a mask, and he destroys all these people. And then Joaquin Phoenix says, I'm so impressed. Who is this man? He comes out. He says, take off your mask. Tell me who you are. And then at this very dramatic moment, Russell Crowe turns. Cut her mic, Rocco. Donna, stop. I'm about to get to really gripping audio. Joaquin Phoenix says, turn to me. Remember, Joaquin Phoenix thinks he has executed Russell Crowe. <laughs> Show your face. Who are you? At that moment, Russell Crowe turns to the man who was responsible for, for executing death, yes. his wife and his, father. and his son, and he and says this. He's 
Is this at the beginning? Turn it up. Yeah, right there. Sorry, I thought I had it queued up. Turn it up. He keeps his mask on. How dare you show your back to me? He turns his back so as to hide his identity. Will you remove your helmet and tell me your name? Turn it up louder. At this moment, he takes the mask off. Knowing what's going to happen, turns and says... My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius. Commander of the armies of the north. General of the Felix Legions. Loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. Father to a murdered son. Yes. Husband to a murdered wife. And I will have my vengeance. In this life or the next. Did they explain why he has an Australian accent? (laughs) Would you guys stop sucking so hard? My name is Maximus Gluteus Vomitrosis. (laughs) You know, if you just listened to this segment and heard her totally undermine something that I was deeply passionate about, the next segment will make sense. It is that time of year, friends. Gather your loved ones. Call your neighbors. Donna will be reading back the insults that I have given her both on air and off air. Uh-huh. Rocco, find some nice holiday music for us to play. That when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Okay, we're back. Thank you for listening. Hello. Donna and Steve at your service on my talk 1071. No, I was deeply disrespected last segment. <laughs> Rocco, I mean, that I thought you were my boy, funny. dude. I thought I'm you would come in chain mail and watch s- that show with that gladiator with me on Saturday night had I texted you. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. But yeah, it did seem like he had an Australian accent. <laughs> he did. No, I Listen. heard that too. He won the best uh, actor Oscar, Russell right. Crowe did, in 2001 for Gladiator. Again, I just rewatched it for the first time in over a decade or maybe 15 years. It's on Netflix until December 31st. I'm just telling you, it is truly a cinematic masterpiece and it's a two and a half hour movie and you know how i feel about long movies Mm. not great it is just stirring oh there are some scenes that are just boy it's good so as you heard me get disrespected live during what was supposed to be a really emotional segment it will help make sense of what you're about to hear (laughs) donna each year Writes down little asides, comments that I throw her way in the prep room, during commercial breaks, and sometimes on the air. Uh, She does not ever jot down the context. Rarely is there context involved, so I end up sounding like a criminal. Okay. It really is face value. Rocco, do you have music as Donna prepares the annual tradition of reading through comments slash insults that Steve has said to her? August 5th. The timestamp always makes it feel criminal. 2021, 10.39 a.m. I want you to end up in a senior village in Florida. Okay. That's a beautiful thought. (laughs) Although I think I added by the end of the year. (laughs) August 19, 2001. 2021. If I had to describe you in two words... I'd say, wet burlap. (laughs) I'm glad you find this funny. I mean, if you've listened to the show, guys, come on, that works. August 24th. Boy, I was on a real mean streak in August. If I had to describe you in just one word, (laughs) it would be hard and it would be hyphened. I'd say, wartime broth. (laughs) (laughs) How often? Am I saying this? If I you know, had to describe, describe you. you. 
Okay. All right, that's it. No, that was a long that year. was a lot more. Oh, like right. 17 pages. August 24th, 11.23 a.m. Same day as the wartime bra. Mm-hmm. I take your reviews of TV and movies with a grain of salt. The size of a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> That was after me talking about Princess Bride. Yeah, and she probably walked out and was doing something, talked to a neighbor, and was like, this movie didn't make sense, because she left for 30 minutes. October 1st, 11.45 a.m. Almost made it to the end of the show that day. In the final three years of your life, (laughs) you'll be what? Eating meals out of a straw? Okay. I don't even know why would I have said that. You must have provoked me. I'm sure I did. (laughs) September 1st, 10.20 a.m. Every time I feel romantic about something, you ruin it. That is for sure true. Gladiators, see the last segment, everybody. December 1st. I would like to find you a... (laughs) So stupid. I would like to find you a guy in assisted living. (laughs) That comes from a good place. Later, 10.15 a.m., December 1st. I would love to cremate you. That's <laughs> I blame Rocco. To which I replied, thank you. <laughs> also December 1st, I can see your, okay, so I can see your ad. Local senior opens up basement for tool rental. <laughs> <laughs> we had a story about the we tool even, library. Yeah, That's even better without context. Usually I want it, it defends me, but mm. local senior. <laughs> <laughs> October 7th, 10.26 a.m. Mm. <laughs> you need to get better at being a person. <laughs> that is so you. Oh, I God, firmly believe terrible. that. I believe that someone, someone has to push you, Donna. You have too many yes people in your life. November 30th, 9.30 a.m. You have the flexibility of plywood. <laughs> You are so mean. I just carried plywood last night. No kidding. August 2nd. We're going back. I see you dying within the next 8 to 10 years. 8.59 a.m. July 27th. You are a trash lady. (laughs) Also, same day. This was on the set. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Of Twin Cities Live. You are the Wu-Tan bat. <laughs> Wu-Han bat. <laughs> Whatever. I put Wu-Tan. Guys. Uh, no, it's an H. I just said it. And uh, finally, 8-10, August 10th, 11.46 a.m. If you put down less of your crappy energy into the world, okay. you'd be better. <laughs> That's, That's true. It. That's all I got. Wow. That was great. Chimney down. <laughs> He'll be coming down the chimney. Can I tell you what just happened? While... I, while you were doing that, mm-hmm. this actually just happened. Oh, gosh. Are they listening to us? No. Okay, what happened? This just happened. 
my wedding ring <gasps> just burst. Oh, it split whoa. open. What? It. I felt a cracky thing, and it split open. It's broken. The, the circle is broken. No! Somebody <laughs> get my wife on the phone! Oh, my gosh! What kind of crap is that made of? I thought it was nice. My father-in-law bought it. It's like a platinum or a white gold situation. There's a Platinum's diamond. Platinum's supposed to be the strongest There's metal. a diamond in there, too. What do I do? It's split. Are my fingers getting bigger? It's the big guy talking to you about being a better person. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, if we're talking about weird coincidences right now. Wow. I just tried to log on to a website, and it gave me one of those, you know, prove you're not a robot. Sure. And it asked me to pick the lobster. What is going on with this right now? What? Let me go on to something. (laughs) I'm going to go on the Quiznos website. (laughs) What's happening? And it'll say first time here. Right? (laughs) Guys, there's a diamond in the middle of this. What is going on? The diamond part isn't cracked, is it? Right in front of the diamond. It's about to fully split, guys. Fully split. Have that, you ever seen anything not, like that? Never in my life. Oh, literally, my gosh. his wedding band is about to become two pieces. Did it just? I gotta call my wife. That's like Moses with the tablet, you know? Oh, murder! And she's gonna be like, "Oh, it's Bachelor Weekend, and now you don't have a functioning wedding ring. Oh, what a coincidence!" Gosh. Wow. All right. When we come back, Money Monday. Oh yeah. I How much can stuff. I pawn this broken wedding ring off? <laughs> Experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Rebath Minneapolis brings us this look at. Wow. Welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. If you're just joining us, the strangest thing just happened to Steve Patterson. So bizarre. This was while we were on the air. Uh, My wedding ring, I felt like a little crack. It felt like something like a scrape, something poking on my finger. And then I look down, and my ring has split in half. Fully, not like it cracked and then I split it. It had split in half. So that means on the top and on the bottom had weak spots. Yes, because like the under part and then the top of the ring, there was a little diamond in there. And that is now, there's a crack there too. Guys, it just fully split. That is really bizarre. That is very weird. Yeah. It, it's strange. I feel like you've you need to do some googling. Definitely bring that back to the jeweler. My father in law bought it for me. Well, seventeen years ago. Did he buy it at a flea market? There was this guy. He said the deal was too good. To <laughs> oh pass up no! On. It's real wow. titanium. Yeah. Wow. Really, um, wedding ring cracks. In half, and it but it came during a segment where Donna was repeating all the horrible things you said about her. <laughs> I know, it was so weird. Oh, and then just crack. Oh my god! Okay, it says most of the time that a ring cracks at the bottom of your ring's shank. <laughs> this Ew, is what they I call it. Like it was <laughs> at the base of my shank. Okay, there was a crack at the base of my shank. That's uh, in the middle. Under your finger, which is where it happened, that is because that spot gets the most stress. Okay. So you probably bang it and don't realize it. All the it. time, yeah. I'm a, oh, I'm a desk slapper. But still. And then the What happens of- when your ring shank cracks? A lot of people are using shank. 
<laughs> okay. Um, that was so like an weird. iceberg to the Titanic. Thin ring shanks spell trouble for you. Whether it's a pinched finger with a little blood because of a crack in the bottom of your ring or a big chunk just broke away, it's never good when your ring cracks. How about when it splits in half, Internet? What does it mean then? Oh, my gosh. I'm seeing it. It's just got to be like the laws of geometry, you know? Because if if it's a weakened point there, it probably weakens the opposite Oh, my God. Wow. Thanks, Pythagoras. You're welcome. (laughs) Rocco, I don't need you. Whose side are you on? Now my shank's about to crack. Hey, Rocco's like a pendulum. He swings back and forth who he sides with, and I think that that's nice. I think that is the joy of this show, because sometimes it's me and Steve against Donna. Sometimes it's you two against me. And whenever you yeah. have three people, it's uh, no nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Yeah, Did we balance. deal with this with uh, Ryan Perpich? God rest his stool still, soul still alive. God rest his stool. <laughs> you know, that's why he left. Yes, I believe so. He had a, he had a problem with his, he his shank. And his stool shank. Ew, damn. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so, money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Not today. I've got my uh, most recent edition of ARP. 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 <laughs> Bulletin. ARP. And uh, this whole, um, what do you call it? It's a, what do you call, like, issue? This whole issue is about protecting your money. Okay. Okay. So I decided that I would focus on the 10 money mistakes that smart people make. I'm not going to give you all 10. I'm just going to give you some of them. Okay. Okay. You think the price of gas has gone through the roof mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, I'll save myself 12 cents a gallon by going to that gas station across town. What is wrong with this picture? Hmm. If your car needs 15 gallons, that means a savings of $1.80. How much of your time or travel costs warrant that level of savings? Great point. We talked about this behind the scenes. Yeah, it's a really good point. But a lot of people do that because I'm convinced very, very few of us um, value our time much. Right. And we don't think about the cost of gasoline. Your mother used to do this. Yes. She would do it with like... Coupon savings. If she she'd come home from the grocery store, check the receipt. Yes, one item by one item. Mm. She didn't give me that fifty cents off for that coupon. I'm going back to the store. What? Really, mom? It's going to cost you a dollar fifty to drive there. Yeah, it's a net loss scenario yes, for you because you've already driven to the store once, then back home. Now you're going back to the store. Right. Yeah. So think about that. So true, Donna. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Donna. But wait, there's more. You think paying a credit card late fee would add insult to injury right now. And you think if I put my card on an auto pay, I can set it and forget it. But remember, you still need to check each monthly statement for discrepancies and possible fraud and to spot spending patterns that warrant second thoughts. Like, am I really spending $100 a month on fast food lunches? Yeah. So don't just set it and forget it. 
Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. You think my nephew needs extra special help getting launched in this environment. So, sure, I'll co-sign his car loan. Mm. But remember, mm-hmm. from the lender's perspective, co-signing a loan is the same thing as taking one out yourself. Sure, yes. And then if... You're on the hook. You're on the hook. You're, you're on, the, on hook. the hook. Like if the person misses a payment, that's thing in your credit. That's right. FICO? Ever heard of it? Somebody, yes. Somebody once asked me to co-sign a car loan, and I was like, hail to the no. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. Sorry. All right. You think stocks went up during the pandemic, and my IRA did surprisingly well. I can pull some money out to fix the roof. Mm. But remember, money taken mm. out of your retirement accounts when you're younger doesn't get the benefit of compound growth over time yes and that is the magic pixie dust of retirement savings yes queen letting it grow continuous uh just let it grow continuously let it over grow years. Let that's it good grow. steve also you know there's some sort of a fee too there's an added fee you have to they they will like oh. tax you on it and then f- you get a fee if you take it out before retirement age. Yeah, you call that a penalty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it totals at like 30 or 40%. Damn. So if you need $10, you're going to have to take out $14. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I do. I yes. don't make the rules, guys. I'm played by them. You think I've learned how important it is to be with my family, and this vacation has been fabulous. I think I'll buy a timeshare here. Never in a million years. No, no, no. Because your A, your vacation preferences may change over time. Your financial situation can easily change. And timeshares can be difficult and expensive to get rid of. Not can be. They are difficult and expensive to get out of. Yeah. You have to, they're like timeshare exit teams. Yes. All they do for their full-time job is try to get people out of timeshares. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I'm just going for the free one night stay at the Holiday Inn. You better put your no thank you pants on. Oh, and I you like better that. buckle them on tight. My no thank you pants. You could that could be used in many different occasions. Oh, sure. What hmm. if we had that bedazzled? Remember ladies were bedazzling <gasps> stuff on their butts for a while? Yeah. Right across their hiney, it just said no thank you. No thank you. Replace that juicy with a new no thank you. Yeah. The polite alternative to juicy. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> so Whatever, Donna. The whole juicy concept is a bit jarring. Yeah. I don't like that word. I'm pretty cool with most words. Juicy, I don't like. Although, juicy fruit, the gum, not... Good. But... Good. But not <laughs> if you were eating a nectarine would I like you to say this fruit is so oh, juicy. interesting. So you have these issues... Just with juicy, I think. And when people eat fruit, if you... Let me tell you what I don't want to see you do. Eat a peach. (laughs) That thing, you're going to be... Remember? Get get a peach. peach, Grill a peach. peach, Eat a peach. What? It's pre-rock. Rocco, we were around. We've been around for four years. (laughs) Yeah. Is this on Steve O'Clock? No. 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 Remember this was Steve our show. That was a good one, too. I was thinking about Steve O'Clock yesterday. We were talking about grilled peaches at some point, and, and then how randomly, great they are. the song came out Get a Peach, 
grill a peach, eat a peach. It's three steps to having a grilled peach. That's those. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's all you're going to do. Get a peach. We wanted that to be our uh, state fair shirt back in 2018. Get a peach, grill a peach, eat Eat a a peach. peach. That's all you got to do. That's all you got to do, guys. Uh, Finally, you think it's on sale. And I keep reading about stores running out of everything. I'll get a dozen. But remember, if you're purchasing items that you wouldn't otherwise buy, you're not exactly saving money, no matter how good the price might be. Okay? All right. These are good, Donna. I really think this is I nice I really feel like I've tapped into something here. I, I have someone email <laughs> update. Speaking of expensive jewelry and money. Oh, um, uh, hold on, uh, please. Melton. So Shannon thinks that I can get my ring that if you're just now tuning in, split in half, cracked at the base and on the top of the shank. She thinks I can get this fixed at a jeweler. I think you can, too. They'll just weld it or meld it back together. I think they're going to have to thicken it out, thicken the shank, though. Because right now it is thin because I had it brushed once. It's supposed to be a brushed gold look, which when freshly brushed is beautiful. Like I haven't had it done in 15 years, 14 years, something like that. I have a recommendation for you that I will give you off the air. Is it going to be like wear this piece of Play-Doh underneath it for the rest of your life? No, it's going to be put it somewhere safe and go to a jeweler. They've got people who specialize in this type of thing. That's probably like 1500 or $2,000 right there. Well. Oh, what if I gave this to my brother for a secret Santa? <laughs> Trying to go. What do you give the I guy like who has that. everything? I like that with the uh, faux fur coat. You know what he gave my sister last year? What? This is true. Inside of a box, like a little ring box situation, um, his kidney stone. Here she oh man. And my Here grandmother she is opening this up like all excited, like it's a ten year anniversary ring or yes, something. He gave that to my sister and my grandmother, this is true, lost her toe last year. Oh, I'm sorry. And I said, Graham. Did she find it? Here's <laughs> Donna. <laughs> sorry. I said, you know, the best gift you could give right now is if you no. gave that as a gift. No. Put it on a chain or something like that and then gifted it to Josh, who gave Janie the kidney stone. You gift him the toe. She never did it. But it was a good idea. She recognized That's that very was funny. funny. I don't think you're able to have body parts. I don't think you could leave the hospital with, like, fleshy body parts. Yeah, well, wow, this has gotten a real weird. suburban squid game situation out there that you might not know about. I guess. Uh, there's not, by the way, we're not selling body parts in the suburbs that we know of. When we come back, it's time for us to wrap up this show just yeah. as we were getting going. <laughs> um, oh, my word. The knockout heard round the world this weekend. Wait until you hear how it sounded next. A Christmas Carol Peterson podcast presented by David at First Equity is going down. You can listen tonight. This is Theater Latte Dow's original holiday comedy. Again, it's called A Christmas Carol Peterson. So you can listen to the podcast right now if you would like to. You can also listen live tonight and all week, Monday through Friday, right here at My Talk 1071, uh, live at 7 p.m. each night. You can find out more at MyTalk1071.com, keyword Carol with an E. And you know our boss who produced it, she says the the version that's on the radio that's on at seven is a, a somewhat better than the one that's on the podcast because we were allowed to use Christmas carols in the radio one because of the oh, way we sure. pay for music licensing. Oh, yeah, right. I love it. So check it out on your check radio. It out. Yeah.
Okay. Okay, bye. I, okay, I'll bye. See you later, right, that was really abrupt. Okay. Um, uh, okay, what was the knockout? Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know there was a fight. You know this guy, Jake Paul? Yeah, Excuse the YouTube me, Jake guy. Paul and Logan Paul. Yeah, the yeah. two YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake Paul uh, was also in Bizarre Vark, the Disney show that launched Olivia Rodrigo's career. Oh. Anyway, he started boxing within the last year, like a year ago. He did his first boxing match, boxed some former NBA player named Nate Robinson. So they're both just talking trash to each other. They're both in good shape. And Jake Paul, one year ago, knocks this dude out. Like people were like, wow, that is knockout of the year. It was bye bye, bedtime for Bato. You go down now. Wow. So then he goes on to fight a few other people, knocks another guy out, then knocks another guy out. Then he fights against this guy, um, Tyron Woodley, a few months ago. And these these Pauls, Logan Paul and Jake Paul, love them or loathe them, they are world-class marketers, right? They get the word out about their fights. They got a ton of money from YouTube yeah. and promotions and deals and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, they, uh, they hype this fight. And that last fight with Tyron Woodley does not turn into a knockout, but Jake Paul wins by decision. So now he's set up to face, and I get it, this little boxing talk, but if you, saw, you probably saw it trending this weekend on Twitter. So now he's scheduled to fight this guy, <clears throat> Tyrone Woodley again for a second time. Now, Tyrone Woodley stepped in to take this fight that happened this weekend on two weeks' notice because the other guy that he was supposed to fight, the son of the heavyweight boxing champion of the world, Tyson Fury, his son was supposed to fight Jake Paul. Okay. He backed out for quote unquote health reasons. Some people saying he backed out of the fight, didn't want to, didn't feel like his training was was right. So, Tyrone Woodley takes the fight on very short notice, a rematch, and he did not get knocked out the first time. So, they're sitting down on Showtime. And Jake Paul says to uh, to Tyron Woodley at a sit-down interview with each other, I got you a present. <gasps> Tyron's like, okay, all right. And he says, no, 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 really, I want you to open it, open it right now. I got you this present. And then Tyron, he said, all right, fine, I'm keeping it. Like, whatever you're saying, whatever you're about to give me, I'm going to keep it because if this is something good, I'm keeping it. He opens it up. It's a brand-new Rolex. And he already gave him a $500,000 bonus for taking the fight on short notice. Wow. And then he said, hey, here's a brand new Rolex just for you. Uh, respect that you're a real fighter, that you took this fight on short notice and all this. Okay. The interviewer turns to him and says, but why are you giving him a Rolex? And he said, because oh, no. I wanted him to know it's time for me to knock him out. <gasps> and then... They're fighting Saturday night, and I'm watching this on Twitter because it's on Showtime or pay-per-view. I'm not buying it. So I'm watching Twitter people like, oh, this fight is boring. This is boring. They're just hugging each other just like the first fight. Not a lot of punches being thrown. And then in the sixth round, what people are calling the knockout of the year. Rocco, we're just going to listen to the knockout in about five to ten seconds of the aftermath because then they start to swear a little bit. Here's what this knockout sounded like. He's done it from time to time. Just haven't been all Play it back from the start. Listen to just a boom. It's a big, like, haymaker, right hand, bang. He's done it from time to time. Just oh. every bit of, oh, And then that second thud you hear is Tyrone Woodley falling flat. Oh, yeah, he's he doesn't face stumble. down. Face, his nose is on the mat. The sides, the corners come in, and they're like, no, 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 you got to stay out. We need a doctor in here because you, you can get, oh you God. could die if you get hit in the wrong spot. You know what I mean? I, there have been boxers who have died before. I, they, I he okay. fell down like you're chopping a tree down. I really find boxing entertaining, but I kind of feel really bad about myself for that because 
that very reason. Like he could be seriously injured. He's he is okay. He was able to get up afterward and hug Jake Paul after Jake Paul gets on the mic and screams, I told you I was going to knock him the bleep out, and I knocked him the bleep out. And then at that point, it's so fascinating to me, at that very moment, Tyron Woodley then enters the frame and say, hey man, good fight. I'll never understand. (laughs) I'll never understand how fighters uh, do that. But I mean, and I'm not linking it up because there are a bunch of F-bombs that happen afterward. But you, if you haven't seen it already, it's on YouTube, it's on Twitter, it's all over the place. But they're saying it was maybe the most dramatic boxing knockout of the year. Just watching how he just goes, boom. I mean, from being totally alert one second, and then imagine the guy comes at you with an overhand right, like a haymaker, wind up, Uh, and he delivers it with such force that immediately the power goes out. Okay, so this guy is now an established boxer. Correct. He is. and now. Pugilist? Oh, my God. Is that how you say it? Pugilist? I have scar tissue from Cookie Puss, so I didn't like how you were starting. Pugilist, right? Isn't that a fighter? Yeah. Makes me want to listen to the boxer by, you know, what's their faces? Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. Then Mumford and Sons do a great cover of the boxer. Uh Uh-oh, don't get Kenny on your case again. Oh, I know. Kenny's got to appreciate Mumford and Sons. He's got to. Mm. The boxer by Simon and Garfunkel, excellent. The Mumford and Sons remake, almost as good. It is so good. You ever heard it, Rocco? We don't have to pull it up right so. now. Don't pull it up, Rocco. Kenny, <laughs> well, I don't want to start another feud. No, no, no. I don't stand out. Kenny's got to be respecting my gray beard right now, though. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Donna's showing me a video. Still screaming. Is that, that Quiznos thing? The Quiznos gerbil. They got a pup. Bar. We got a pepper bar. <laughs> you guys remember those Quiznos commercials? Never. Like 08, 09, no. right around there. I don't know. No. Um, I never see them. What have anyway. we gone through today? What have we covered in the show? Well, we week? covered SNL being super weird mm-hmm. and uh, doing a skeletal version of their regular show because of COVID. We talked about... Um, the an, an Inventor, Out for Blood, the uh, Elizabeth Holmes Theranos documentary on HBO yes. Max. We, we talked about mistletoe, meaning dung stick. Uh, we learned that a ring is actually, you would reference it as a shank, when my wedding ring split in half during a segment uh, that is called a shank break. We did a uh, Hollywood Reporter review of 1883, which is available now. I think there's at least two episodes out. I talked about all of my fear of uh, being in a return line at three separate stores doing four separate returns this weekend. I was beside myself with insecurity. We got a uh, 25-year movie review of Gladiator. Yeah, you guys totally <laughs> besmirched the entire time. And then uh, we rattled off all the insults that I've given Donna throughout the year. If you missed any of that. Yeah. You can go back and listen on the podcast. Download our MyTalk app if you don't have it already. Listen anytime, anywhere to all of your favorite shows. I gotta go. All right, you go bye-bye in the car car, and Colleen and Bradley will be coming in next. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 9 a.m. sharp.